Welcome to the Meet Your Mind podcast with me, Jessica Kelly. Podcast and us to have a chat. Why don't um, we start by you telling um, everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do and, you know, what that looks like. Cool. Yeah, my name is Drew Rossini and I currently serve as a guide. That's the it's the role title I've, I've uh, become okay with recently. Um, I spent 10 years as a a licensed mental health professional and uh, and have since stepped out of that paradigm and that world into uh, yeah whatever the heck it is I do now but mostly it's hanging out with people and having conversations and supporting them and providing some guidance as they learn about themselves and yeah, increase their awareness and their ability to, to be more present in their own lives and uh, yeah yeah, and that's what I'm doing. And that's usually in the form of like little little programs, little like focused, intentional pockets of work. And then, uh, yeah, and then they can go off and enjoy the benefits. So I love that. So yeah, like former therapist. I was a college professor for a while. I don't know. My, my identity is in flux. I'm getting more, <laughs> more and more okay with it. <laughs> that's great. And off the back of that, coming from becoming a therapist to a guide slash coach or, you know, whatever that looks like in terms of building mm -hmm. like programs for people for, to help themselves. What would you say the difference between those two things are? Um, well, I mean, one is definitely the, the parameters or the paradigm, right? So, as a result of a lot of the life experiences I've had over the past, I guess we'll say 10 years, right? Like really investing in a meditation and a mindfulness practice and participating in plant medicine ceremonies. And, um, yeah, spending time with kind of native and Aboriginal traditions and cultures and their practices. I came to see psychology as a cool paradigm or a cool bubble but it's not the whole gig. And so as my awareness and perspective kind of broadened, then uh, it was like, okay, like I'm moving differently in some ways than you know, a prescribed, trained, formal clinical counselor would move. So, uh, so rather than keep trying to fit and really squeeze myself into the, the psych box, I'm like, all right, you know, let's just go be what I am and show up in the ways that I know have worked for me and seem to also be pretty effective for other people. Um, yeah, so, so that was part of it. I feel like I have answered your question. No, you definitely <laughs> have, thank you, 100%. Oh, okay. right. You've done a great job, thank you. Uh, um, no, and the only reason that sparked for me was because I, I kind of sit in the same I, I sit in the same place, but I didn't get as far as you in terms of training to be a psychologist. I, I started to train and I started university and I did my first year and I passed with flying colors. And then I remember sitting in lectures going, but nothing from my background that I needed help with 
have are we get are we touching on are we mm-hmm. get am I gaining an understanding of and I kept asking my lecturers I was like so what I've done to try and help myself in my mental health journey like are we ever going to learn how to effectively kind of heal the mind and the body and you know understand and they were like mm-hmm. well you know we might and, and I was like, but that's that doesn't <laughs> That's not a great answer. <laughs> and, actually, and that was actually, <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know about that. So, and that actually was the what prompted me to move to Thailand, which is wild. So I dropped out of mm. university doing a psychology degree and then moved mm. to, to Asia and then set up, you know, I'd already set up Meet Your Mind, but that's where it kind of solidified its purpose and what, mm. and what it looked like. And I think it's really important to understand the difference and, and I'm obviously no mm-hmm. way slagging off the science and the psychology Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. realm but I think it's also really good to acknowledge that there's different areas of all of it you know so Mm -hmm. it's great to speak to you from someone that's done both and to hear your perspective on that so do you think that you find like what would you I heard you say like med you know the the working with other modalities and paradigms Mm -hmm. what does that look like in different cultures and what you've learned so far? Well, I, I feel like it comes to, to the word that you just used, which is healing. And that, you know, having an intention of healing is unfortunately not the same focus or intention of the, the clinical or the psychological kind of paradigm and focus of practice. Um, you know, a lot of, what I was taught and what I practiced and what I saw being authorized by insurance companies and paid for was much more uh, symptom focused, symptom relief. How can we take this person and get them back into shape enough to then participate in the system again? And, uh, and it's become, I don't know, so, so much more and more glaringly obvious that the system that we're with, that we're in as far as society and the people is, is broken, crooked and drunk. So, yeah, so like helping people get back on their feet to have an ability to participate in like a broken system that doesn't really serve us or our well-being, as that became more and more obvious, it was like, that's gross. I don't want to do that. I, I want to people help people heal. Like, you know, like, go to the roots, go deeper, you know, really get in touch with what is driving the symptoms. And, uh, and it turns out that the, like that depth of healing in some ways is, yeah, it, it's going to create a being that doesn't fit in the drunk broken system anymore. And, uh, and, and then part of me also loves that, you know, like let's, let's burn down what is, you know, and like really help mm. foster what, what's becoming. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's so wild because that's literally what Meet Your Mind is built on is this idea of just like, you know, burning everything down because that <laughs> system didn't work. And I can only really go, you know, a lot of my stuff is built on on experience. And, mm-hmm. and I have to always run from what does it feel like for me? What did it feel like for me? What did I do to get myself from being broken, on the floor without any Mm -hmm. idea of where I was going to go to someone that is like 
fairly forward thinking now and able to support myself emotionally first and foremost you know because if I can't get myself out of bed if I can't manage my emotions or my feelings or my thoughts then I'm not going to be able to progress into the day mm-hmm. and now I'm at a place that I feel that I can do that so how do we as like whether it's as people as coaches as therapists like whatever that looks like as friends as family what do we have to do in order to spread that awareness um to learn for ourselves and then obviously like mm-hmm. hand out that information too so I think it's great what you're doing and and that journey that you've gone through to obviously get yourself here. Do you think that there's anything specific that you found so far on this journey that you would say is the foundation that you, that you nice. like build from? Yeah, it's cool. It's a great question. And it's kind of materialized recently. So, you know, as I've taken the leap from the formal already created categories and structures of the clinical world into whatever the heck it is we're doing now, right? Like the new age of, of healing or understanding. Um, I've been really like, okay, like what the heck, you know, like I know what I do works, but it's hard to describe it. But more recently the, these cornerstone practices have come through. And so they're now like the foundation of all the, all the work that I do with folks. And, uh, and so what I found is that, both personally and when I'm working with people, if we invest our focus and attention and effort in these four areas that they create a really cool foundation from which to just live more consciously, but also to then explore at depth, right? To go into the unconscious and start to release things and heal things and and move through stuff. And so the the four cornerstones, as I understand them, are a mindfulness or a meditation practice, a community cultivation practice, practice. So a focus on creating support network relationships of a certain frequency, a certain vibration, uh, a, a regular like reflective journaling practice. Right? And the term I like to use there is stalking, which I borrow from the Carlos Castaneda books. Um, not talking about, you know, going and staring at people's windows and being a weirdo, um, <laughs> but, but more like paying attention to ourselves, right? Stalking ourselves, really becoming okay. invested in noticing what's happening as we move through the day, thoughts, emotions, the connections, what comes up. And then the fourth cornerstone being uh, a self-care into a self-celebration practice. And, uh, and so what I found for myself, like I said, and other people, if we invest in those four areas, we're, we're in pr- usually in pretty good space. And then, uh, and then there's just a magic that starts to unfold you know, when we're more in alignment with ourselves and honoring ourselves. That's amazing. And I, again, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, my, I'm trying not to burst with like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love this job. <laughs> right now. Cause it is, it's so good. And it's so, it's so wholesome to be able to, to talk about this, you know, from a, from a deeper level, because those are, I believe those are those four pillars. And I think I want to circle back to one of the things that you spoke about. Um, we, we can potentially touch on the others later, but journaling. Now, for me, journaling is not used enough or is known about enough to effectively help people kind of understand their thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, this is now something that I do 
like daily sometimes twice daily if you know depending on my mood (laughs) you know and that can be for you know whether that's from oh my god I'm having a really bad day and I need to get these these feelings Uh these thoughts out of my head to oh my god this is something that I want so I'm going to journal about it because I want to put it out onto paper so I can really get clarity as to what I want to bring into my experience now have you found with the people that you work with or even yourself that you know how would you kind of promote that practice because I think it's really important that people should know about it yeah yeah I love yeah I love the way you articulated that too yeah when when I'm when I'm like offering it to folks initially and then in the follow-up conversations for, for me the main focus is the ability to actually be aware of what's happening while we're in the moment right so that's what we're working to build is that real-time awareness of our experience as it's unfolding and and journaling can help if we're willing to like take notes right so so one of the metaphors that i'll offer folks or frameworks is you know how like uh you know Jane Goodall went in the in the jungle and she watched the monkeys and then she started to take notes on them and all that stuff. Like that's what this is, and you are the monkeys, and and you and you're also Jane Goodall. Um, <laughs> but essentially, we're we're paying attention in a way that's not judgmental, but it's much more about collecting data, right, and observing the experience, and then putting it down on paper, right, actually collecting that data so that it can be discussed. And, and shared later, right? So like if, if I'm working with somebody in a program, we're going to chat about that. But ideally what we're also doing in the, in the practice is cultivating the ability to do what you're talking about, which is really have your own relationship with more conscious writing or reflective writing or intentional writing. Um, Cause it's, yeah, there's just a magic when we get stuff out of our head and onto paper and can see it, you know, it's definitely, part of an intention or a manifestation practice if you want to go that route um but yeah i mean the the more that we're aware of ourselves and we don't judge stuff you know we don't reactively get caught up in judging it changing it fixing it the more that we see what is present and uh and just the more information we have the, the more informed we are so the better decisions we make so i also like journaling as a reinforcement for the the mindfulness and the meditation practice too because it is it's like attention not judging just noticing just write it down yeah yeah so we can so we have the opportunity to meet our mind right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love that um no it's right though and it's true and i think that's it's an important thing to to acknowledge you you said a key word there that I'd really be interested to learn what that means for you and that would be awareness of self you know gain an awareness of ourselves what does that look like mm-hmm. um for you or what how would you how would you teach somebody to get that or gain that awareness of themselves <clears throat> so I mean like paying attention and not and not judging uh, <laughs> Like that's the, that's the first step. And that's also like, you know, the deeper practice too. just pay attention and don't react, pay attention. Don't judge. Um, yeah. I mean, through, through a meditation or a mindfulness practice, which can be formal, you know, can be a yoga class or you know, a particular tradition or, or a uh, you know, formal practice can also just be, you know, being very present and attending to the sensations and the experience when we're washing the dishes or folding the laundry. Um, 
um, that's all noticing without judging, without engaging. The journaling is noticing without judging, without engaging. And so it, it feels like the name of the game at first is to practice that non-judgmental awareness so we can actually get a glimpse of what the heck is going on, right? Because if we're still engaged in a, like a very reactive, in a very like, I have to do something about everything that comes through the mind or, you know, comes through the feels, then we're still in like pinball mode. And so it's hard to get any perspective or any real understanding of ourselves if we're in that reactive, bing, bang, boom, busy, busy, busy mode. So, so it feels like the, the first step to really become aware of the current condition of self or our current experience of whatever we are is to slow down and to really relinquish as much of that judging reactive energy as we can. And, uh, yeah, and, and then we, we can start to see what's happening. And, and for me, that's like 90% of the work because we're, we're amazing. So it's like once we see stuff, there's a natural intelligence that just starts working its mojo. We just got to slow down, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, not, uh, not believe every thought that happens and then create all these actions and responsibilities you know, and related to it. Yeah, 100%. I love that. That was a really good answer. Thank you. <clears throat> the other thing that kind of come came up for me as well is, is this idea of meditation. And someone asked me the other day what that looks like. Now, for, uh, you know, for, for me and you, I know, because we've, we've had a few conversations about it, you know, when we were back in Asia. And, but what I find is coming back to like England, and I talk to people about mindfulness or meditation or you know slowing down or gaining awareness you know and I think it's good for us to talk about what this looks like for ourselves so we can help others understand that too but the biggest thing that I found is um a lot of people find it this like big like woo woo idea of oh no you know I don't want to sit here with my legs crossed and be like um and I'm like no 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 it doesn't always you know like you can but it doesn't always have to have to be like that and I've really had to sit and think about what that definition of mindfulness looks like or what does what in essence is meditation or what in essence is slowing ourselves down for a minute and the best kind of definition I've managed to come up with is focus of the mind because that's all we do you know we don't have to be sat in a pretty position or you know perched up somewhere on a you know on an island somewhere to do a good practice of meditation or mindfulness we do just need to kind of center ourselves and focus our minds to be you know in order to gain that internal practice because that's kind of what we are really all trying to do anyway isn't it that internal practice do you have anything that would that you know or have you ever been caught up with this question or a nice easy way to kind of explain what that looks like for mm -hmm. the people you work with in order to kind of ease them into that idea of you know if they might have a a new idea or, or something yeah I mean it it's tough and I and I learned this the hard way because I tried to go out you know and convert a bunch of people in early recovery and early in the you know mindfulness meditation practices like, oh, everyone just needs to slow down. 
and it'll be better. Just don't believe your thoughts. Um, but like those realizations came to me through the fires of addiction, through the fires of suffering. Like I got cooked good. And then that popped me open to a certain level of uh, understanding or realization or acceptance, whatever the word is. So it's tough because like some people are like their thoughts and believing their thoughts is their whole world. So you're not, get, you're not getting that bone away from that dog. You know, like they're, they're finding purpose and meaning in the seeking and the chasing and the reacting and the, you know, living moment to moment trying to, I don't know, figure it out or whatever it is. Um, so, I mean, really, I feel like to be able to appreciate the value of slowing down or space or peace, like that's, uh, that's, a, that's a taste for a more refined palate you know, that has already endured the, uh, the earlier pain and suffering caused by running 100 miles per hour in 100 different directions and trying to pretend like they have it all together. So, yeah, I don't, you know, it's, it's like the, you know, with addiction and recovery too. It's like, oh man, why, why can't they just get it? Why don't they just realize that like, don't do drugs and your life might be better. But like all of these, all of these realizations, <laughs> it feels like they, they mature and they ripen naturally. Um, yeah. So it's been helpful for me to let go of like trying to get people there. And I feel like that's also why I wanted to step out of the counseling, like addiction, mental health treatment paradigm. Cause a lot of that work is like early in the stages of change, a lot of motivational interviewing, a lot of like trying to get people to realize that maybe they should do something different. And uh, it's just like, it's a lot of effort, man. I burned out a lot doing that. So, so now it's like, okay, let me work with the universe. Oh, the universe will spit people out and then when they're ready, I'll just be here and then we can do what works and then everybody has a better time. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. No, so that's a, yeah, a long and winding answer to that one. No, no, it's a fabulous answer. Thank you. And I think like, yeah, it's true. And I feel like as well, it's like people need <laughs> the want. They need to want to have and be and do something different so and I feel like this is why with meet your mind it's not you know mm -hmm. I'm not sat here going everybody needs to do this or everybody needs to do that mm -hmm. because that's that's none of my business like I don't care what you do you know mm -hmm. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna feed out some information mm -hmm. that's been really helpful for me or potentially helpful for someone else and if you want to pick up what I'm throwing out then mm -hmm. great and if you don't also great and I think that's a big thing, you know, circling right back to what we were talking about earlier on the idea of, you know, that difference between counseling and coaching and doing all these things is also as being that facilitator for someone else. It's also being very aware of allowing mm -hmm. people to show up when they're ready to show mm -hmm. up, not because I think they're ready to show up. Do you think that that is something that is important like I think it's important mm. in every aspect of my life but how do you feel about that in in what you're doing and in, in, in the realms yeah. of yeah I agree that? I actually just I did a video recently and it was like the first time I really like owned 
like, hey, I'm not for you if you're really early in your process or if you're still, you know, contemplating change. Um, yeah, because it is, it's, it's different work. I mean, I'm grateful that I spent, you know, 10 years on the front lines in addiction treatment, which then, of course, means trauma and mental health and, you know, everything. Um, and really, like, you know, doing, like, hand-to-hand combat and kung fu with folks that were still struggling with a lot of you know, stuff and, and earlier in their process of realizing or recognizing or taking the steps to change. Um, so I'm grateful for that, but also, yeah, I like, I like the gig that I'm in now. You know, I like having the opportunity to meet somebody and, uh, you know, like right off the rip, I'm like, Hey, this is not therapy. This is something else. And we're not going to meet once a week forever. We're going to meet weekly for like six weeks or 90 days. And we're going to, we're going to dig in and we're going to invest and we're going to you know, do these practices that set us up to go deeper into your being and cultivate abilities and skills that you can take with you afterwards. And, uh, and then we're going to be done. So, so like we're going to do work together. It's going to shift you. It's going to, you know, become part of you. And then you're going to go live that. And uh, I, uh, and there's just something, I don't know, I like that better than meeting once a week for some indeterminate amount of time. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And also, go, you know, going to school and doing the whole clinical thing and being a licensed counselor. Like, the word coach was always, like, a dirty word. So it's like, like, what, what is that? How are we working with people? There's, mm-hmm. there's no slot for, like, a guru in the Western culture, right? There's no like spiritual teacher, but then the guru word also comes with all these, you know, connotations now of being you know, so much enlightened and blah, 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 and all that jazz. So it's like, how, how do you just be like a consciousness supporting consciousness and remembering that it's consciousness, you know, and like shedding the layers of world and person and shenanigans. Yeah. How do you how do you label that and package that and then offer that to the <laughs> to Western culture? It's like ah, yeah. yeah. That's true. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Even when I started and I was like, hey, I'm a, like I hate. <laughs> this is wild. There's so many things that never make sense in my head, especially when I started the business. But I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a coach, but I don't want to call myself a coach or, you know, I want to own a, I want to run a podcast, but I don't want anyone to see my face. I want to run a business, but I don't want anyone to know that I run a business. It made no sense. So, but I, and, but I get it, you know, and it happened as well around me being a coach. And then I was like, oh, you know, oh, I don't want to say that, but that's kind of what I do. But I, you know, and I kind of make sense of it now is I'm not, I'm never the smartest person in the room I'm a facilitator I have a skill I have a superpower and what that is is to read faces and read Mm. body language and help somebody figure out what's going on in their minds by Mm -hmm. themselves like you know I I facilitate that you know that thing whatever that happens whether I'm Mm -hmm. a coach or whether I'm a facilitator I don't think it really matters but I think what what should matter is what are we doing to help the people what are we doing to help those ones that are, you know, guided to us. Because I think if 
if we're coming from a place of that's why I'm always you know I always like to never be the smartest person in the room mm-hmm. because I'm like you know I might learn something from the people I'm working with mm-hmm. so I've got to come into that as I'm a facilitator mm-hmm. not the guru not mm-hmm. the owner of the mm-hmm. information just someone to help share because I also believe and you said this as well like around like the general like the guided consciousness and all the rest of it you know i'm super spiritual i do a good job of not <laughs> saying too many spiritual words yeah, and a lot of things yeah. i do but you know so we don't but that, that's like part of the, the gig when, when but, we're like hand in hand with the know, clinical psychology that, thing it's like okay you can be like spiritual in your own time and put like a couple buddha statues up in your office but then you know don't don't actually like put that flag out front yeah i'm with it <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> like waving the, you know, I meditate twice a day, you know, I love the universe, I'm, uh-huh. you know, and I am, but that's who I am. But when I think of, like, this on, when I think about what we're doing uh-huh. on a, you know, higher intelligence level and we and we look at the higher intelligence level and then we go from that standpoint, you know, whoever says it, I don't know, I'm not that, uh-huh. you know, I'm not into all the... Like, I can't recite anyone. But if we look mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. idea of the universe and us all being connected as one, then how am I supposed to know something more than you if we are technically all connected in some way, mm-hmm. you know, with higher intelligence, our brains, our subconscious and all the rest of it? So I can never come from a place mm-hmm. of I'm better, smarter or more knowledgeable than you because right. that's not the truth. Does that make sense? So I think it's nice to come. Oh, no, I'm with, I'm with you. Oh, go on. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think there's a delay here. <laughs> I'll edit that bit out. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, like back on that idea of like um, being a coach, I've always had to put myself back down to like the idea that I just facilitate information a little bit maybe better nice. than somebody else because that's my superpower and theirs might be maths or art or driving. You Love know, it. like the, everybody's got their superpower, but yeah. it just happens to be. Yeah, I would say, you know, when I when I chat with folks, especially the way I'm working now, which is really cool, is it's like, look, I'm just introducing you to yourself. More pure, more um Oh, oh, your video went away, but I'll just keep talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm working with folks in a way where I'm just re- like introducing them to themselves in a way that's simpler, easier, more pure, that allows them to feel more aligned with what they're about, what they really are about, what they're really interested in. And, you know, and like, and I walk that path myself. And then it, it's so cool because then the conversations that open up, especially deeper into the programs, but sometimes right away, um, I'm, I'm totally learning from their unique perspective, their unique uh, you know, cultivation of experiences and how they put it together. You know, and then as they feel their way into being more aligned with like who they really are instead of the noise and the roles and all that, the shit that comes out of people's mouths is amazing. And then, so it's like, it's this cool, like first, first I'm like the guide and like setting the stage and getting things rolling and like supporting and being, you know, a sounding board, but then deeper into the experience, they just start dropping bombs. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is, this is amazing. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, frequently I'm like, Hey, can I, like, can I, can I put that into rotation and use that with other people too? Yeah. So, which is, which is also such a cool and a humbling thing where it's like, all right, my role as facilitators get in, set it up, help make it possible and then step back. And I can also benefit from then this, you know, particular individual accessing, you know, whatever it is, the collective consciousness or a more aligned version of themselves. Um, right. Yeah. Cause it's not like, I don't, I don't know the answers, but I like know a way to like move that makes the answers available. And then yours are going to be cooler in their own way than, you know, Susie or Bobby or Jimmy or anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's it, isn't it? And I think that's literally the goal because how we, mm-hmm. like the way I see how we get there, I don't care. Uh, All right. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to bash and be like, you have to do it this way. I don't care how you uh, get there. Just, just get there. You know, and that I think is what I'm, that's what I want to like put out to the world without being so aggressive about it. Just do the work to get there. I don't care how, please, for your own peace of mind and your own, like love of self, you know, because I don't feel like everybody should wake up every day and feel like shit. I don't think it's necessary. Like it isn't. And I think what what is good about having conversations like this and talking about what we do and talking mm-hmm. about how we see it is we're allowing other people to look inside of that world because they might never have had any, right. any like any, like they've never seen it before. They might not. Have, they might not have the awareness that they've even got the opportunity mm-hmm. to go down a route that might be able to help them. Because, like you said, they have mm-hmm. just been recycling those thoughts in their head over and over and over again. Like, how do we know mm-hmm. something that we don't know if we've like never been taught it before? That's what our brains are, aren't they? Like, just really <laughs> clever yep. computers with some consciousness inside of them. You know, <laughs> like we just pick up information. We, we practiced that a few times and we're like, oh, whether this is good or bad, uh, this is now what I know. So, and I think that's interesting as well. And here's, here's a question for you in terms of like, what would be your, hmm. what's your definition around mental health coming from the, the background of, of psychology and in that clinical world? What is that's, that's such a good question? I'm like seeing it, like especially with our energy here, the way we're flowing. Yeah, it's like, oh, mental, mental health. Because mental health is like a complement to, to like physical health, right? So like we all, you know, we can, we're, we're cool to a certain degree in our society. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you're not physically well. So you have to like take care of yourself, you know, eat better, exercise, all that jazz. And then more recently now it's like, oh, there's this other thing called mental health. And uh, yeah, I don't, but like. I guess I would say, like, I see it from a standpoint of, like, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. They're all aspects of self. So, like, we're – I mean, I guess, yeah, mental health is cool. You know, that's a, that's a cool frame or a cool concept. Um, but, like, to really be healthy as a being, I, I think what we really need to do is, like, stop mentaling so much. You know, like, there, there isn't – like, the answer for mental health – more often than not is going to be like, <laughs> stop mentaling so much, you know, like, like we're this, uh, I was talking with somebody recently. It's like, we're so used to living through and from the mind and all of its ideas and concepts about who we are and what the world is. 
And so we're this like infinite being or this like super juicy energetic being. And then we have this like little like lawnmower engine in between our ears. <laughs> and then we run it 24 seven at a hundred miles per hour. And then we wonder why like shit goes weird or sideways. And it's like, like, yeah, there's things you can do to spruce up the lawnmower engine, but there's also a realization <laughs> that it's a lawnmower engine, not, uh, you know, a supercharged thing. And so like maybe use it less and use it less often. And then when you need it, it'll work well. But that would require us to like literally transition out of a mind-based or a mental-based experience of life, which, which I'm hoping is on the way in. I feel like it is. I feel like that's part of our work, you know, because Oh, I think so. No, and I, I love that. I love the idea of the lawnmower because it's, uh, yeah, it's if we are running that all of the time, like I have to explain this to like a lot of my clients about the energy. <laughs> like, I don't have any energy. I'm like, that's what you're thinking right. so much. It's like you're trying to, you can't think yourself out of a thinking problem. Like this is wild. Like right. that shit is tiring. Like calm down. <laughs> like Stop it. You know, because it's true, like, the amount of, this is, like, the most, like, again, the scientific terms of it, but our brain is the the thing that uses the most energy in our, in our bodies, and then we're, like, you know, I'm going to keep it turned on the whole, the whole damn time, and then wonder why I'm so exhausted all of the time, you know, that's not even to go, you know, the function of the brain is hectic, and, it, you know, in itself, I'm like, yeah. oh, well, no, just, the, like, so, like, the idea that, like, yeah, the mind to, or the brain like it's more of like a consultant than a CEO, but it's been acting like a CEO. And it's like, when you take a consultant, make it the CEO, they don't have the whole picture. They don't understand. And then they're working, you know, yeah, it's just, it doesn't work out well. <laughs> well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I totally. I'm stealing that and I'm not sorry yeah. about it. <laughs> I'm like, I love that. No, it's so true. And, and I think, oh, there I go again thinking. Um, but I do, I think, I think it's this like, oh, damn it, there, that's where I failed. Um, but when we do, when we do open up conversations like this, when we do start to look at what is going on for ourselves inside our bodies, inside our minds, like the mental health idea as well. Like I loved what you said in terms of, you know, we had the physical health concept down, but then, because, no, you know, nobody's really taught us what that looks like for our minds. Is it because nobody knows? It's the blind leading the blind around here. That's why it's such a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so true. But I did, and I had a conversation with someone, and I was saying that, oh, you know, that as much, as well as a coach, I also own a mental health company, and they responded to me, of, no, 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 I, I, I don't have mental health. And I was like, I'm confused. Oh, oh, you don't? We don't have, okay, that's fine. Well, let's just focus back on the coaching because we're definitely not dealing with it. You know, and my mind was blown. I was like, we are really living in a society where we are taught that 
anything to do with the words mental health is bad. And if you have mental health, it is a negative. And that if we even talk about mental health, then there's something wrong with you. And I think it really needs to be addressed and acknowledged that mental health is the same as physical health, body health. You know, we need in order to look after our bodies, we have to do stuff like eat well and move and sleep and drink enough water. So why do we think that we don't have to do anything we, some at all? Of us like nothing don't even to keep our minds have the realization that like we're we're not our minds. Right? Like like if I'm if I just totally believe every thought that comes through mm. about this that and the other and then constantly respond like I'm in it. So I have no awareness of it. You know? And and so that's why these awarenesses pra awareness practices are so helpful because it's like, all right, we're going to literally focus on your internal experience so that you have some clue of what's actually going on. Because, I mean, it's like the, the, the other metaphor that I always loved was it's like we were given a car and we were told, like, all right, you need to, like, go here at this time. You need to go to the mall to get this thing. You need to drive on the right side of the road or the left side of the road, depending upon where you're at. Right. So we're told all these things about what we're supposed to do with the vehicle, but we're never taught how to actually operate the vehicle. We're never taught like, Oh, this is the gas and that's the brake. And then if it's a, you know, a manual, this is the stick and that's the clutch. This is the steering wheel. These are the blinkers. Like we are given no real teaching or education about how to operate our vehicle of being a person. And, but then at the same time, we're expected to then go perform in all these amazing ways in the world out there. And, uh, and it's really, and then there's a million accidents everywhere. It's like, Oh, you're a terrible driver. It's like, no, you just never got taught that you were the driver or how to drive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's like, it's so true. And isn't that, isn't that wild that we've gone so long as society, as a society <laughs> and just gone, you know, yeah. You, why aren't you showing up better? <laughs> why aren't <laughs> you, why are you, you know, oh. how after all of this trauma that you yep. have had, are you not showing up as a better human being when you don't even know how to process that in yourself? How dare you? Uh get out, you know, go like, and then, and then we, we cast them off as if like, and I think that's like, we, yeah, we are, we're all running around real blind, not being taught how to manage our emotions, even trauma. Okay. Like this blows my mind too. The idea of right. trauma is either it has to be catastrophic, like, and I don't understand why right. we're not teaching the idea that trauma happens in day-to-day -day lives like we could trip over in front of like a hell of a lot of people and mm -hmm. fall over hurt ourselves look up and every single oh. person is laughing oh. at us that is traumatic that is going to get stored in my body i'm going to get a little bit self-conscious you know how well at processing things you know how well i'm good how well i am at those mm -hmm those things of processing my emotions will determine how long that trauma stays in my body that could ma manifest itself into me never wanting to leave the house again because I'm so scared that people are going to laugh at me or I'm going to fall over and that I'm going to relive that trauma again 
But if we use the word trauma, we, you know, we are taught that it has to be this big catastrophic thing. So you won't have trauma. Mm-hmm. Trauma is not real. So everyone's running around the world with with trauma stored in their bodies, not understanding why they can't make friends or have relationships with you know, and or healthy ones or whatever that looks like. And because everyone's taught that they don't have trauma, no one's looking for the trauma to clear up the trauma Very so cool. they can have all the things that they yeah. want. Wow, sorry, that was big. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm about it. Like, right now we're having, we not the having conversation. these conversations. Yeah. This is important and then, stuff. And then, and then other folks can, you know, reference it. It's like, oh shit, okay, I can't talk about this. I can't, you know. I that's <laughs> that's why like the community cultivation thing when i'm working with people i'm like okay you need more and more relationships yeah. that are on this wavelength where you can have this kind of conversation and feel seen and supported and heard yes. because it'll allow you to live like this and and this is where the freedom is so yeah oh also side note with trauma i like to use the phrase significant event to like declinicalize things yeah 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 so it's not like capital T traumas or, you know, like CPTSD and all the, you know, lowercase T's, but just like, yeah, we have significant events in our lives that leave impacts, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. And then, uh, and then the work is then, you know, being, being able to integrate and learn and honor and release and all that. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Right. And it's and it's nice to be able to kind of, yeah, not that, have So that's why I jumped full blown into the, the helping folks remember. But, you know, because that's quite scary yeah. and that can right. scare so, people off. Because I was in, well, wherever I was, just this download of this framework came through. It was like, oh, okay, the thing that we struggle with is we just forget how awesome we are. And we've lost touch with ourselves individually and as a society. And then the antidote is just to like, you know, pay attention and get back in tune and get back in line. And there's no diagnosis or heavy clinical blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's just, you know, you're, you're awesome and you forgot. So let's, you know, get to practice and being awesome again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. You're awesome mm-hmm. and you just forgotten that. But that's okay. That's all right. You know, there's nothing bad. There's nothing bad here. Oh, that's so good. Oh, Drew, thank you so much for our chat today. I have had so, like, oh, my my soul is on fire. I'm just so happy that we've managed to finally get, you know, get in touch and, and do this together. And thank you so much for your time as well. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll leave all of your details at the bottom of the podcast on YouTube and on Spotify. So anybody wants to reach out and speak to you directly, they can do um so yes thank you again and hopefully we can have you back on again soon you're very welcome and it's so cool to see where you're at now with everything because i remember in thailand it was like still like half half cooked and and come and it's so cool to watch it have manifested now and everything you're doing so oh thank you so much Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope you have a lovely day and remember, be kind to yourself.